You're listening to the PKJ and Yahweh podcast, where I take the supernatural world around us, connect it to complicated biblical theology, and then try and make it simple for everyone to gain revelation. If you're new to this podcast and would like more information, please go follow me on Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. And now time for another episode from our apologetic series. It's always the best way to start a podcast is with a big deep breath, right? Good thing I brushed my teeth this morning. I didn't. Why would you need to brush your teeth when there's gum? I apologize for not brushing my teeth. It's okay. I just had coffee, so it's pretty much just like reverses. Reversey? It reverses the fact that I brushed my teeth. That is true. That does happen. So. so. Um, hey, Melissa. Thanks for joining Hi. today. Yes, my pleasure. My hope is to make it as less production as I can. And even though, as you can tell, I put a lot of production into making this happen with our... You only spent like an hour and a half with the I setup. I only spent an hour and a half for like literally plugging in a he microphone. He was adjusting the lights. He was, tried another microphone. It didn't work. He spent like 20 minutes just crying. Yeah. On the, just that it was not exactly how we wanted, but... Yeah. You did great. Hey, thanks. So, um... My hope is eventually we can just like have like a conversation and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't have my, you know, production voice on, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, yeah. So, but thanks for helping me today, uh, make mm-hmm. a podcast episode because as I'm here, I don't know if you will listen to them occasionally. Okay. But I mean, you were part of them a long time mm-hmm. ago. I feel like in the last season I've become less of a podcast person, not for any particular reason, but I used to be like listening to multiple podcasts every single day yeah and then slowly just maybe it's just my addiction to tv that could honestly be it, it really you know when there's just seasons and tiktok tiktok is it's a big podcasts one. definitely are not short order content no so uh you gotta like commit a long mm-hmm. time yeah I'm, I'm weaning back in to more i'm trying to be better about reading books mm-hmm. even if it's just listening to books yeah versus podcasts um i feel like in the thing that changed me from like being like super into podcasts was well, honestly probably partially 2020 and just like hearing everyone's opinions all the time i was like i already know what i believe i already know like my values and my like what i believe i don't really want to hear other people's opinions right now and so that's kind of like i kind of just like stopped listening to podcasts like cold turkey and then i just haven't really gotten back into it what was your favorite podcast i really enjoyed well um, it's called Relatable with Allie Beth Stuckey, and it was kind of like current events mixed with um, theology. Hmm. Yeah, and it was like from, and it was more catered towards like Christian women. Got so it. and just like how to engage in culture as a Christian and mixing theology in there and talking about current events and like biblical views on things that were happening in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I enjoy listening. I, I listened to a book that a couple many books last in the twenty twenty, but one of the ones I was most proud of was mm-hmm. um, uh, what is it called? Uh, basic introduction uh, to economics. But I, know, I mean, I like, sent that one to you, Thomas Sowell. Yeah, Thomas Sowell, and I mean, it's it is. It was I think like fourteen or fifteen hours of twenty four twenty four hours 20, of book twenty four hours of book. But Gosh. you listen to audiobooks at like three speed. Yeah, I was. I, was, I don't. I. You don't in do one that. Year, one point five is like my max. Mm. But I also like having an audiobook and a physical book, which is not good for my wallet. But 
it's best for my brain to absorb. You know, at least you haven't gotten to where you want the audiobook, the physical book, and the, and the digital book. <laughs> Because you want to be able to access the written portion of it anywhere you go. Because yeah. if you don't have the physical book, you can't look at what you highlighted. And yeah. if you're looking back in your your Audible, you're trying to scrub through I know. 14 hours of audio to find the quote that you want to... It's like, nope, I need it. I need the... I know. I love being in a physical book and like underlining and writing things in the margins. Mm-hmm. And, but now I have an iPad, so I might have to have all three. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if that works. Logos. Bible software is like, not this is not a commercial. I don't get any affiliate scrubs from it, which would be cool. But no, for real, it's nice because, especially with Dr. Heiser's books that I've really enjoyed over mm-hmm. the last year and a half, two years, uh, he, uh, all of his, I have all of his books mm-hmm. on there as well. So I have physical books uh, on shelves, I think the other shelf. Um, and then I have his virtual books, which I can like underline and it creates yes. notes and everything. And then I also have his audio books. So that's, I do like having it in there because also when it's in Logos, I can mm-hmm. actually search a book. That's really nice. So I can open up, I, I can either just search all the books I have or I can open up a book and say, I remember a quote went something like this. And mm-hmm. if I type in even a, a, like three of the words together, mm-hmm. it'll it'll find it for me. Or if I'm like, I want to find something nice. about, you know, at, like you what we're going to talk books, about today, sovereignty of you God. You put books into Logos? Logos? You can buy books in Logos. Oh. I don't know if you can upload books. That I think you might, but I'm not, I have no certainty. But also, most of the books on Logos are way cheaper mm-hmm. once you have the, the software. And you can get really great discounts. Or you can buy, like, a package. Um, and that, honestly, is the, my favorite way now. And mm-hmm. so, like, adding almost a fourth wave of books. <laughs> Audio, <laughs> physical... Kindle and then Logos. So I'm trying to get rid of the Kindle like e- ebook version and just go to mm-hmm. Logos. Yeah. No, I'm just I've been really pressing into books this this season and mm. I feel like I love I still love podcasts and I still listen to them occasionally. I just feel like there's something so sacred about somebody's like written word is that there's a little bit more fear putting a book out because you're like this book is going out and I cannot change it now like Right. There, so there's a there's a lot of care that goes into it, but yeah, reading books. Yeah, taking well, names. With that, uh, we've been studying a lot, and back to the apologetics. It was really cool. I had a guest on. I think the last episode that went out, some famous TikTok guy. Yeah, I had seen that, and I've been meaning to go back and watch that podcast episode. Thank you. Yeah, it was actually really great. I probably could have chopped it up into two, like part one, part two, because I think it was an hour and. 40 minutes or 25 minutes it was a lot so Mm -hmm. i understand if some people were like that that was a lot to bite off but it was really entertaining uh ryan uh the at the modern at modern bushman on tiktok it was really uh exciting to hear his testimony to Mm -hmm. hear his perspective because you know he was that kid that grew up in the church but then the church didn't really model god well to him Mm -hmm. and and then he pursued wisdom and knowledge and sciences and and then totally went you know anti everything and not mm-hmm. just like i'm against the church but your theology is wrong where is your information from and stuff like that mm-hmm. and hypercritical yeah and and he you know went to college for all this kind of stuff world religions and then his testimony that we talked about in the last portion I and mean, we talked about his testimony throughout most of it but towards the end where he talked about how all of a sudden at once there was this awareness of god is true and I am a sinner. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. And he said it was this crazy, just instantaneous interchange because he he had read the Bible. Yeah. Like as a, uh, you know, historical and as literature, you know, and and knew this, knew how to debunk it. And then he, he in one moment, it was, he knew that it was true and he knew that what it said was true. He knew that he was a sinner, but then he also knew that he was forgiven as he as he accepted Christ and mm-hmm. he said it was just you, you could literally f- he felt it leaving him as he was being filled it, it was like the presence of God displaced all that uh and it was it, he said it was just insane so you should go and listen to that podcast yeah. sometime but it was great having Mon because he he approaches apologetic questions like we've been talking about and really the main focus of this podcast you know mm-hmm. at this time is is equipping our students with the truth of apologetics and today i want to jump in with sovereignty yeah what i read a lot of great books speaking of books on our break by uh, dr miles monroe mm-hmm. uh have you, have you read some of his stuff read his rediscovering the kingdom book yeah mm-hmm. and it was actually when i was listening to um it was either rediscovering the kingdom i think i have it here on the shelf um understanding the power and purpose of prayer rediscovering the kingdom right here uh, actually was really great because um, it really talks about I don't understand kingship mm-hmm. because I live in a democracy. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. So then our view it's hard of- to understand sovereignty mm-hmm. without understanding kingship. Yeah. Would you say? Oh, yeah. Like the idea that you don't own anything. <laughs> right? Like. Yeah. It's the commonwealth of the king. And, and suffer like the surf the serfs like the people who are under the king mm-hmm. like even the people with a little bit of authority they're not the king yeah like they don't actually get any say they right. just get some privileges yeah and and really that a, a, a king's i think i think he said uh, in his book that the righteousness of a king is his is his citizens mm. is his people because i mean if you go into if you go into you know a castle you think about lord of the rings type stuff with the king who was losing his mind and demonically possessed as mm-hmm. i would describe it and his people and his and his, even his countenance and his city just looked awful terrible yeah. um decrepit but then he got delivered you know yes. by gandalf the white mm-hmm. you know amen the white the, the pure righteousness came in right and deliverance came and he kicked the liar out and the and the kingdom began to transform and take on a new shape so that was a really and 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 then that's when we see that the righteousness um of a king really is his people if you walk into a city and you see dead things everywhere and it smells and it stinks like is this king really righteous yeah the stew it's like how he stewards his kingdom right you see like it's what you see first that's yeah that's good Keep talking. I just, yeah, my, my screen just went off. And I want to make sure oh, we're still good. good to go. We're still rolling. We're still rolling. Yeah. Check one, two. Yeah, you're good. Um, I think I think it's interesting to come to this question um, in low in lay and lieu, whatever that word is in lieu of the last 20 months, um, just since 2020 and COVID has hit and everything that's happened. I think there's been so much confusion and so much. Um, like a misconception about the sovereignty of God. Um, because the to answer the question, even just like simply like, is God sovereign? It's, you can, you can answer both ways. Like, is God sovereign? Yes. Mm-hmm. But is God sovereign? No. In the fact of how he, how he has given. So I have a friend mm-hmm. when I was in, uh, when I was in 
uh, a band, Elite Stranger, back in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, and we did shows in Seattle and it was fun. I got play drums and stuff, but uh, there our fill in bass player after Micah uh, left, one of our bass player at the time, uh, he came and joined, and his name was Ross Sovereign, and so mm-hmm. so I mean. When I first was starting to understand this word sovereign, I was like, that, that, oh, that's more than just the last name. And I'm not talking about, I discovered this months ago, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but that was a long time ago. So what, what is sovereign? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, it's someone's last name, but, but yeah. what, when, when we're saying sovereign, what, what does that mean to a kid? Yeah. I mean, it's great. Cause I, it's the same as you were saying, like, I don't understand kingship. I don't understand sovereignty because I live in a place where I'm free and there is freedom in the way that we run things. And sovereign is somebody who has complete control. Mm -hmm. Like if you're sovereign over a nation, the king is sovereign because he has the ultimate control. Like ultimately he has control over what happens and the territory that he covers. Mm -hmm. And so if God is the creator and God is the king, then he, out of that position, out of that authority, is has control over the earth. Because the earth is the Lord's, mm-hmm. the fullness of, you know, all like Psalm 24 says, that yeah. he created it, it's his, the earth is his. Mm-hmm. He Like, he owns it, he's the Lord, right? He, right? He's the Lord, he's the owner. It says he's the Lord of all. Right. Lord, well, so. and I think it's like in Ireland... Um, the people who were landowners were called lairds yeah mm-hmm. and, and you know it, it with the, you can imagine with like an irish or scottish laird you lord know he's a laird of the mm-hmm. land you know and so yeah. it's like that's that's another element of of lord you Landlord. know but you yeah know, if you rent a house an apartment just like you yeah but but with that it's like so so an owner of a land but things still happen on that land that the owner didn't intend mm-hmm. you know i mean you just think about if you own a piece of property. This morning I was walking around just our Sunrise property because we had something pretty weird happen in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did we own that parking lot over there at Sunrise as our church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But did we cause that person to leave in an ambulance, uh, leaving behind a blood-soaked sweatshirt? No. No, Yeah. Do we, do we, are we responsible for what sometimes, or can we be responsible for what happens on that land? Yeah. Yeah. You at know, the end of the day, at the end of the day, whatever happens on your property mm-hmm. come, falls back is, is your, your responsibility because you're the, the owner of the land. Right. Right. And so you have control over how to deal with those scenarios and like what the out, sometimes what the outcome is. Right. But how to deal with it. Um. Well, and even, I see you got a verse there, but even with, uh, you know, maybe jumping ahead to why does God have sovereignty, you know, how does, and, and how does he have the ability to, to get, give us access and forgiveness, you know, and we talk about through the blood of Jesus and the cross of Calvary's death and resurrection, but ultimately what took, it's, 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 a, it's an excellent picture of, I think, maybe, as I'm verbally processing this, uh, uh, stewardship and management uh, at a highest level, because if something happened on my house like I have a I have a trampoline in my backyard or I did and I had to sign a waiver with a with our rental agency because if someone got injured on that they could people sue apparently a lot mm-hmm. for injuries on 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 trampoline so I had to sign you a waiver wait, saying yeah, wave it I'll, I'll hold uh, you know the property management 
not liable mm-hmm. for anything that happens and I'll be responsible. And so if someone sues me because even and and because if someone goes over your fence, right, you know, you you're responsible mm-hmm. and because that's your property. And so God created man. He created the heavens, and the earth and then everything in it. And he then he created man and gave stewardship to man. But man failed. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we sinned. We disobeyed God. And then, therefore, as a managerial perspective, owner, ruler, sovereign, owner of all, right, even though he gave stewardship to man, God said, it is now only through me that I can make this right. I'm the one accountable, ultimately, for what took place. Mm-hmm. Did Jesus come down and sin? No. Did it, it, did God sin? No. But, but because he is the layered of the land, he is sovereign. He is res- he chose to be responsible for the actions of man and pay that penalty for mm-hmm. us because it, and, and that's an important perspective because you you may not cause the things to happen mm-hmm. I think that's some of the obstacles that people get to is they think well if God is ruler and that means he controls all things and he causes all things mm-hmm. but that's a misnomer I believe yeah because um, kind of going back to like is God sovereign mm-hmm. yes and no yeah. Like, he, is he the Lord of the earth? Yes. Did he create everything? Like, yeah, like I said, Psalm 24, like, the earth is the Lord's and all that dwells in it. Fullness but then yeah. Psalm 115, verse 16, is the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. And so it's that, it's that both things are happening simultaneously. Because we know, we serve the God of the universe, that God can come in and intervene whenever he wants. Absolutely. Because... At the end of the day, regardless of, you know, the adversary and man's will and all of these things that interfere the perfect will of the Lord, he has a perfect will that will come to pass, right? So in that regard, he is sovereign because the story of the world has already been written. From from the beginning to the end, like God's promised us, what's already going to happen. Right. So in that regard, He is sovereign. Yeah, He's He's because, capable of mm-hmm. making all things to His ultimate outcome. Yes, come to the culmination of, you know, Him Him filling the earth and right. new heaven and new earth. So in that regard, He, there's no way that that's not going to happen, right? Right. right. Um, and us as believers, us as humans with our own free will that he's given us, right? And that, you know, the fall has hap- like happened and now there's sin in the world and people have the, the free will to be able to choose to partner with his will mm-hmm. or to partner with their own human will or to partner with the will of the adversary. Um, he, the heavens belong to him, right? He has complete sovereignty and control over the heavens mm-hmm. and he's given the earth to mankind because well, he has the power to as a ruler you have the power to delegate yes what you rule mm-hmm. and in the garden right in genesis he said he gave dominion to peep to man to adam and eve and mm-hmm. they were to steward the land yeah and when no- the flood came and he spoke to noah and he promised that he'd never flood the earth again he gave him a similar prom like similar delegation right Mm -hmm. to still have to still have um, dominion and to you know be fruitful and multiply right um and then man grew wicked again yeah Yeah. you know the cycle continues but i love how you 
brought that back to God and you're like into the sacrifice of Jesus. Right. And he saw that we weren't going to be able to come to uh, walk out his will without him right. intervening again. Yeah. Ultimately, he delegated the authority. And when the authority was misused, it, it's, have you ever watched uh, Oodalolly, Oodalolly, Golly, What a Day? You know, like the old uh, Little John and Robin Hood walking through the forest. Oh, it's, it's a TikTok it's, sound right now, but. It, but it's Robin Hood, isn't it's it? It's Robin Hood, yeah. the cartoon one. Yeah. With, with, with the fox as Robin Hood mm-hmm. and the bear. And. You know, in the absence of uh, King, was it King Richard? Sir, yeah, I yeah, I think seen it was. It since I was a kid. Oh gosh, so I'm not so Disney I'm, I'm like totally you. ruined it. But in the absence of the the king, mm-hmm. who was a lion, he, uh, you know, really roared. I think it was uh, Richard Long Live King Richard. Yes, and so uh, you know, those little clips get stuck in your head, and mm-hmm. it helps you remember when you think in the tone. Long live King Richard. So, but john i think or king john um maybe that was the wrong one but the other king was there and he was letting in the absence of his big brother he was ruling the the land he was overtaxing the people knocking the coins out of old brutus's boot you know mm-hmm. oh you know yeah just <laughs> and taking advantage. every every you know coin and and being being uh, oppressive and ultimately when long live king richard came back the ruler that had authority and was acting in the authority given to them mm-hmm. was stripped away. Mm-hmm. And the righteousness of the people returned because the righteousness of their king came back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so and so, when, when uh, unrighteous rulership takes place, mm-hmm. mankind falls, right? Yeah. He suffers. floods the earth, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, earth doesn't flood anymore. And the next thing you know, we have Tower of Babel coming mm-hmm. up. You know what I mean? And it's just it's just a cycle. And yeah. then God says in Deuteronomy 32, you know, that he disinherited the nations according to the sons of God, the number of the sons of God, Elohim. And uh, and he assigned to them uh, uh, their own nations. It's, it's not until we see Jesus come back on the, on the scene. And then even in the book of Acts, when, you know, the Spirit, Spirit of God comes, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit comes, and they're filled with, with you know, uh, power of god and they speak in tongues and the specific tongues they even spoken were really very specific and mm-hmm. intentional because it was evident and indicative of the what the people heard of god restoring all nations now unto him i had disinherited all nations mm-hmm. except for Jesus abraham israel. Mm-hmm. yeah israel you know and 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 i everyone else was off and i i chose for myself a people mm-hmm. but now in christ and only by the power of the holy spirit I am now calling all nations back into me because I paid the penalty mm-hmm. and have given you access back into partnership with me, knowing that you're going to fail, but I've already paid the penalty of that failure. Mm-hmm. And and as long as you turn to me, repent and follow me, then then I've already handled where you're going to screw up, so mm-hmm. to speak. And and so it's so it's the opportunity of the, I think the righteousness of, you know, King Richard, you know, to return um, as people steward, but I, I also don't believe, I'm not saying some sort of weird theology where Christ is gonna, you know, um, where, where, where there's not gonna be any judgment and we gotta rule all the mountains and, and, and establish God's kingdom here on earth. Like, God's gonna come back and do his judgment, but that's because he's sovereign, because there still is unrighteousness. There still is trespasses in the land that ultimately is his, but he's given authority yeah. for us to steward. And I think just to apply it to today and how we view God and how we view the world around us, to hear the, the ter- like it being said, like, God is sovereign, how do, 
how does that apply to me? And I feel like it, when if we believe that in a partial understanding, mm-hmm. then we we when anything bad happens, then we're you know God. Why would you God do this? Did. Because yeah, if God is pulling the strings at all places, um, not realizing that man, like man has free will and the enemy tries to pull us away from mm-hmm. following God and following God's will. Um, so I think that's so powerful for us to know is that God's will, ultimate will, will be accomplished and we can partner with him and we can choose to partner with his will mm-hmm. or we can choose to partner with our own will or we can, you know, that's why it's so important that we like surround ourselves with people who are going after God and, and you know, pr- surround ourselves with people who aren't going to influence us but who we can influence because we don't want to be drawn into being an ad like an advocate for the enemy right and, and partnering with what he's doing to ultimately go against god's will right and so it's good it's just so good to know because i think so many believers just think that any anything and everything that happens oh well i mean god's an all god's all powerful right so he could just stop this at any time sure not realizing that god wants us to partner with him yeah and our heart and our how we view the world is god what are you doing like where are you in this pandemic or in you know mm-hmm. in this scenario like what are you doing and how can i partner with you yeah to bring your ultimate will and to come in and bring the kingdom and bring your influence and bring your truth into mm-hmm. this situation um just knowing that there's so many layers of what's going on and god allows things to happen and we see right. that in the bible he has the power to yeah he, he has the power to cause things but he mm-hmm. also doesn't cause all things yeah he has the power to stop things but he doesn't stop all things yeah he sees all things and he knows all things mm-hmm. but he is he i mean he allowed adam and eve to fall right like the world would still be sin free if god wanted it to be like i mean not oh, if that's god a wanted, quotable no, put nope. that on a slide there you go <laughs> the sin the world would be sin could be sin free though mm-hmm. if god wanted to take away man's free will right and just make them be robots that loved him but there's no love in that right they would be devoted to him but there sure. wouldn't i don't know if there could be love with yeah, what, what, no what, what would be the purpose then i mean that would make god kind of malevolent you mm-hmm. know i mean you see um i've seen in multiple different you know uh, depictions through movies or cartoons where uh essentially someone controls everything that happens on the planet it's like you look at even uh star trek old stuff like that you have the the, the most feared uh, creatures in all of existence, uh, and not 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 the Dalek. You know that's Doctor Who, but mm-hmm. uh, you know you have the the Borg. You know, uh, and and because they assimilate and they control everything. I mean, that's literally what it would be if God. Yeah. Re- got that's not love. Will. That's control. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no love in control. Anyone that's had kids or had to babysit kids or anything, <laughs> you understand. Like sometimes, even though. A kid might get hurt as long as it's not going to endanger their lives you might need to let them make a dumb decision because mm-hmm. otherwise that kid is just going to feel like oh, my parents are so controlling they won't let me do it's yeah. like yeah i'm not gonna let you do some really dumb stuff but if you want to make do some dumb I'm not stuff, gonna let you die but yeah. i'm going to let you understand the consequences of your actions right and, and the consequences you, of your sin if you never experience that mm-hmm. 
then then there's no nothing in your way to say let's not do that mm-hmm. right like you know if you always go down a one-way street the wrong way and you never get caught then why would you ever take another route mm-hmm. until something bad happens yeah right and it's, and it's i think it's really interesting because of the how someone asked me recently when we get to heaven it was actually a really good question why will we not sin anymore why, why, why won't we, why won't we sin? Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, I think when we finally see face to face God and we have fullness of revelation as Adam had, but he didn't know what sin was. He didn't know what it was to be apart from God. Mm-hmm. Ever since Adam, all mankind has known is being apart from God. Mm-hmm. And I think once we're with him and we know him mm-hmm. and we see what he has for us, we, we, we will never desire yeah. to sin anymore. It's not that God's going to strip away our free will to choose that. I think we will never desire to because we know what life was and what the what the what the fruit of sin looked like in this world. And I think we might even, you know, I, I know there's no tears in heaven, but we will weep over <laughs> over man. Why did we even waste time? scrolling through tiktok like Mm -hmm. all all we needed was more jesus and to have other people know jesus yeah i mean first corinthians second corinthians says that you know we will see him and we will be like him Mm -hmm. you know there will come that day that we'll we'll be like him and so i think that probably infers that we won't have our human nature like our we won't be we won't have our humanity you know our fallen Mm -hmm. human nature that's that pull to tempt us you know? well, yeah, I think it falls away. It's kind of like mm-hmm. when you <laughs> let's break it down granny style here. You know, you, you got a crush on on that one person at youth group, but then all of a sudden in comes this really really attractive girl, and you're like, all of a sudden you forgot about every other girl in youth group because <laughs> there's this new girl, and she mm-hmm. is you know she's the thing. You know what I mean? And and I mean that's even a even a story for me. You know is a uh, is is you know when Tara started going to Bible college, my wife, you know, mm-hmm. bam, there it was. And so, all that to say is, um, I think it's really important to know that once we step on that side, we won't choose to sin, not because it's stripped away from us. And God is sovereign, and not because He controls us, but that He has the power to cause things. Mm-hmm. He 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 has He has the responsibility for all things. And he bore that responsibility, and we will see that reward someday. And and even when you look at the concepts of of having the power to, uh, having the power to, when um, what was it? His name, um, the prophet who called out the bears. Elijah. Elijah. Oh my gosh! Called the bears out of the of the wilderness to maul the prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. It's like that to me is sovereign. Yes. Because he has the power and authority to command all of nature. And we see time and time again in scriptures, yeah, call they, fire down from heaven, Jesus. I well, mean, and he prayed for he prayed for three years, there'd be no rain in the nation. And there wasn't until he prayed again. Mm-hmm. Right? And God honored his prayer and God honored that he was righteous among Absolutely. a bunch of people who weren't. And, he, and it was a sign to the people that he served the one and true God. Right. And so we partner... And it's not, we partner with God and what, and sometimes I, I, this is another thing is that people think that they, I, I see a lot of people just like frozen in indecision mm. because they're waiting on God to tell them exactly tell what to do. Tell me about that, Melissa. 
Tell they're, me about that, Melissa. <laughs> they're waiting on God to tell them to move or to go and do this thing. Don't we have a have a wall like a, like a refrigerator magnet says, "Be still, know that I'm God." You know, wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Amen. Can you explain that one though? But God has has shown us His will, mm. right? And the, I mean, hello. The Bible says that He's revealed the mystery, and the mystery is through Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're called to be like Christ, to represent Christ. And we know that we are fashioned in his likeness. We right. know that we have we were fashioned in our mother's womb, like that God knows us and he created us. And when we are seeking God's heart and God's will and God's plan for our life, and there's doors that open and they're in alignment with his goodness, and we we stop and we don't go through them because mm-hmm. We don't have a holy, you know, manifestation of the Lord saying, Do, go through this door. Then so much, so often I feel like we, we don't, we don't advance as quickly or as much as we could mm-hmm. because we're sitting, we're waiting for some spiritual experience, like some spiritual guidance to bring us right. to that place. Whereas just keep like... God's already told us what he wants us to do. Yeah. Like, God wants us to bring the gospel to the nations. God wants us to heal the sick, cast, like, cast out demons, to bring liberation to those in bondage. Yeah. Is it doing those things? Then go. And if right. God, if it's not God's will, then just pray, God, if this isn't your will, close the door and yeah. just keep walking, keep taking going. taking off the centrality of Jesus. Yeah. Then, then yeah, maybe, maybe that's not the right direction if to go. If there's a check in your spirit and you don't feel you know, peace or there's, you know, you have, but you have to be discerning. Is this just the fear of change? Is this just me being afraid of making the wrong decision, you Mm -hmm. know? And so have wise counsel. Yes. Don't, you know, you don't, I mean, I just, I really feel that as like people believe like, well, God has to direct my life. And I'm like, yes, but you're not a you're not like a chess piece on a board. God's not just going to pick you up and move you here. And right, right. He guides. He's looking, he's looking for managers, not not laborers yeah. per se. Yeah, He's looking right? for people to, and yes, pray the Lord to thrust forth laborers into my harvest. Yes, but he's looking for, for, for people who will take, even as the kingdom of God is as a man who gave talents yes, to his people. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Right? He didn't, yeah. The, the Talents being a, a significant mu- amount of gold. Yeah. Silver but the Lord, the Lord in that, in that parable, he had three servants, right? Mm-hmm. And he gave them each a certain amount of money. Yeah. What Then what did he do? He left. Left. He was gone. And he, he said. Send him letters how to invest it. No, he didn't. He didn't check in. You know, he he gave them money and he's. In fact, I, I, didn't, I didn't even not even say like make money on this. He no. just gave it to him to steward. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He and those and the person who had 10 coins and made 10 more like he was given cities and the person who had five and was given five like made five more he was given cities the person who buried his his coin because he was afraid that Mm -hmm. if he lost it that the the lord would be mad he was you know he took what he already had and he gave it to the guy who had the most right because he knew the heart of the lord right he knew the heart of his master and he he knew his master. There was mm-hmm. so, there had to be some relationship right. there, right? A master yeah. like a a servant 
master relationship. When I even heard a, it, when when the when that last servant uh, worker, you know, um, and when we say servant, it's not a slave context, clearly, like mm-hmm. you know, um, but is that even we said I know I know you're a hard you know master and you you sow where you you gather we have not sown and and reap what you have not you know planted and all these different things um mm-hmm. it even showed the the heart of that person it wasn't just that they didn't want to invest you know Jesus said the the kingdom of god is like a master mm-hmm. right like so he's saying this is like me mm-hmm. but the last servant had the wrong perspective of his master. Mm-hmm. He he thought he had too much expectation on him. His his demands were unrealistic, uh, and he's a harsh man. And yeah. really, you know, if he would have given me more, I probably could have done better. Like, but mm-hmm. he he gave me the least. So I mean, what does he expect me to do with it? And 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 I have the least out of the rest of them. If if he makes a mistake, he's got five talents. He 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 has room to make a mistake. You know, and yeah. and and it's all this blame shift. And and what's really terrifying in some regards is when the ruler when the one who's sovereign over all of it the ruler of all things comes back to see how his manager stewarded it Mm -hmm. the individual that had the perspective of god expected too much of me he didn't give me enough to work with he's god god's too tough on me anyways you know that is the attitude that he said nope you're going to be you're you what you have is going someone else and you're you're going to be outside where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth Mm -hmm. i don't know what that means because all three of those servants were servants of the master in the context of jesus saying the kingdom so that means that they if you want to put that in christian standpoint they were followers of christ yeah and then christ came back Mm -hmm. to see what we've done how we managed what we were given Mm -hmm. and the followers of christ that didn't do anything with what they were given and even had a wrong attitude or thought towards god weeping gnashing of teeth is that is that the revelation you know there'll be people who say and god will say depart from me i never knew you Mm mm-hmm because did they, did he ever really know his master? Exactly. You know, yeah. It's it's interesting. That's it, interesting cause to just put those things together. Is that yes, God is sovereign and He knows mm-hmm. all and He sees all, but He's also you. All we have to do is read His Word to know what we're called to do. It's true. You know, like the Holy Spirit is so good and God is so is such a good Father that He does speak to us and He does and he's lead our us teacher. and yeah. guide us. But if He never did. If we never got one mm. outside of Bible revelation and not word from God, not one prophetic word, not one conference encounter of the presence of God, He's given us absolutely everything that we need to understand what He wants us to do. Absolutely, you know, and and that take what He's told us, you know, general umbrella term mm-hmm. to do, and look at your life and say, how can I put this in this? Yeah. How can I put? What God has told me to do in the framework of my life that's already set out in front of me. Right. Right? How can I, like, make disciples of, of Jesus in my school that I'm, I have to go to? Yeah. You know? I don't get a choice to go to private or Christian school. I'm in a public school where they're teaching me crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't get a choice, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, maybe you're in college or you're in whatever. Like, you're in a job. Like, where I'm at. How can I bring the kingdom of heaven here? Because this is where I'm at. And as as we say yes to God, not necessarily expecting, like, as I obey God, he's going to open doors. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's fruit from our obedience that happens. Right. Um, we, can, what, we can take God's will, what he's already laid out for us, and mm-hmm. bring it into every, like, every 
avenue of our life. We can right. bring that into our family. We can bring that into our relationships, into our work life, into our, our school life. Right. We don't have to have this divine revelation yeah. of like, well, I'm called to be a missionary in China. Right. Be, as we say yes to God and we continue to pursue him and we spend time in his presence and we mm-hmm. read his word, he's a good father and he does give us good gifts Absolutely. and he reveals those things to us and he shows us that he's near. But if he never did that, mm-hmm. we'd still have everything that we need. Absolutely. And and I think it's so true. And, and people, and, and that's one of the things that I was even trying to convey a couple, a week or so ago in youth, and I just had far too much to say in far too little time, was ultimately, yes, there are very amazing and exciting opportunities being followers of Christ. Jesus says we can pray for the sick and they shall recover. You know, mm-hmm. heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. It's baby food. Signs and wonders, miracles. I mm-hmm. mean, amazing, cool stuff. But I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, be a Debbie Downer here, but like Jesus didn't even start his ministry until he was 30. His first miracle didn't even start until then. So what if you, what if just simply you being faithful for 30 years and trusting God with nothing else to write about? We don't mm-hmm. have anything. We have a moment of Jesus as a kid and when he was born, but then there's nothing until he's basically 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Being faithful, knowing God and knowing his word and having a relationship with him is also, and and, and sharing that with people as you go is sufficient. And it doesn't have to be something crazy and amazing. And I think for some people that will bring a level of, they're they're a little nervous to say that because is that going to cause, you know, people to be passive Christians? No, it's actually, I think, a level of freedom and deliverance for people because with I've I've been blessed by ministries like Todd White, you know, and other other street evangelists who have miracle signs and wonders and all this kind of stuff and on the streets and it's cool, but all of a sudden it becomes if my life doesn't have this in it in in the regular every day then I must not be really saved. I'm and all of a sudden shame comes into a relationship when simply knowing God is sufficient and and helping God to be known as we go in our day to day is sufficient. Knowing Contend God for the greater and things. obeying Him. Yeah, knowing yeah. God and obeying him. Because yeah. when I say knowing, I don't mean like knowing of him, like God yeah. exists, but like knowing him, mm-hmm. even in the context of the three yeah. servants. The mm-hmm. last one, he, he served him, but he didn't really know him. Yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. And so I, I, I think one of the things I just kind of want to end on, um, I, I really liked this this description as far as sovereignty goes, but... Um, it's from one of Dr. Heiser's books. It says, this is his uh, perspective of sovereignty. God has the ability to turn any act of evil toward the end of all things as he has desired. The salvation of the elect, the reclamation of nations, the destruction and banishment of evil, the new heaven and earth. This is my definition of sovereignty. God's peerless control over all free decisions. Only he has the power, wisdom, and knowledge to steer the wreckage of human evil toward the good ends he desires to have all decisions including the fall and evil predestinated before any event occurred makes god a lesser being in his view the uh, deck was entirely stacked and uh robots were making decisions that had been predestinated and so essentially like if you think that god just planned sin to enter the world then that's he's a malevolent being mm-hmm. but he being sovereign is being able to have the administrative capacity the power the knowledge the insight and the ability to guide any circumstance that takes place on your land your Mm -hmm. property what you own and bring it 
to your ultimate outcome. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean controlling people, that, but that means being able to take every opportunity, just like the Word of God tells us, is that we, uh, who, that, that God can turn all things for the good of those who love Christ. Mm-hmm. As we yield ourselves and allow Him to turn those good things into good, we will be able to shape humanity mm-hmm. and we will be able to shift to the direction that God has intended for mm-hmm. His ultimate outcome. And, and then ultimately he is the only one who will be the judge. Yeah. So I think that that's what my concept of sovereignty is. What would you, good. what would you say, what would you say sovereignty is in one, in, in one little paragraph to close up here, Melissa? How would you A close whole it? Par- or a sentence. Paragraph. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm no hyzer, you know, um, sovereignty is God's ultimate oversight of the world. He he created the earth, and he created mankind, and he blessed them to do his will. And since they've fallen, he continues to pursue his will and allow people to partner with his will. So ultimately, his will is accomplished. And he comes and he interjects, and he he sees things that go on, but he and he compels his his people, his servants. To fulfill his ultimate will. Yeah. He doesn't control them. Nope. They can choose to be dumb. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, I think um, I agree with that. And it's, it. you know, Jesus said when he, when he before he ascended to heaven, all power, all authority has been given to me, now go. So mm-hmm. if, he, if God has all power, if Jesus has all power and mm-hmm. all authority, that means something has no authority. Yeah. Something has no power. Mm-hmm. So technically, only those who are obeying Christ have authority. Yeah. And that's not to go in wagging it around with like a big stick. It's it's to go in with a confidence knowing yeah. this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's opposing me, I'm not going to start throwing down because I don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but mm-hmm. I have authority and I have permission to be here. Yeah. If you're, if you're the only Christian in the room, you have spiritual authority in that place. Yeah. And that's just to have the confidence that, you know, I can I can bring the kingdom of heaven here. Absolutely. I can interject God's will into this situation or this place. Cool. All right. Well, that was good. I don't know how long it was, but thanks for, thanks for joining me. We'll make it a little bit easier to have a friend on regularly. So thanks, Melissa. Let's do it again soon. Uh, Real soon. All right. Like like soon. Okay. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information about the show, Kevin's work, or you have questions or would like to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out to me directly on my Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. I look forward to hearing from you. God bless.